Hello, everyone. Wow, this has been a long time coming, hasn't it, Eric? Yeah, it's been, I think we've been planning it for months, but now we're actually here. What did we say? End of August? <laughs> or beginning of August? Yes, be, end of August, we said we were going to drop an episode, but luckily, uh, the Lord did not bless the us Lord for the time. The Lord pumped the brakes on that for a bit. Yeah, and, um, but glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to him forever. All right, let's start with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Son. and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And all the angels and saints in heaven, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm excited. I've been uh, wanting to make a podcast since we were dating, I think. Yeah. Um, well, I brought it up to you first. And for, at first you were like, eh, eh, nah. Yeah, I think it's, I was, I didn't, um, I didn't listen to a lot of podcasts when you first mentioned it to me. I like, I, I was against podcasts. I was like, no, it's just music. Podcasts are dumb. And I think eventually we, while we were dating, we started listening to more because we carpooled to school together oh, yeah, yeah. and then we you would put an episode and i'm like oh shoot okay this is actually pretty cool like shout out what god is not <laughs> yes shout out to what god is not with that was uh, the podcast. mother natalia and father michael laughlin they uh they're the first podcast that we started listening to highly recommend them go give them a listen they're they're awesome they're they're a byzantine nun and a byzantine priest talking about the byzantine catholic church specifically yeah. ruthenian yeah um but that's, now uh, it's us yeah now we are <laughs> now the ones we're, we're following suit and we've yeah. had really good role models praise be to god and i think uh we're we're another catholic podcast in a sea of okay. many <laughs> many catholic podcasts so whoever is listening to this we just pray that whatever we out of our 23, 24 years of wisdom, we could share some of it to you or... Yeah, a very small amount of years yes. <laughs> having lived on this earth. But, um, but thanks for listening, everyone who is. You could be listening to any other Catholic podcast right now, but for some reason, the Lord inspired you to land on ours. So mm -hmm. Praise be to God for that. And who knows, maybe the Lord will call you to do a podcast in like three more years. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, so a little bit a little bit about us. Uh, I am uh, Eric, Eric Ochoa, and I come from Mexico when I was two years old. And uh, we, I came here when I was two and it was, I grew up in in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, for most, if not all of my life, but I kind of lived in a very uh, mixed culture. Uh, I My parents were full Mexican, lived like the full Mexican culture, but grew up in an American school. So my sort of childhood was mixed with American and Mexican, where we started learning how to celebrate Thanksgiving a little bit, but also still celebrating Our Lady of Guadalupe a few weeks later. So it was it was an awesome time growing up here in Phoenix. 
have an older brother and I have three younger brothers. So my older brother is Victor, um, shout out to him. And then my three younger brothers is Andres, Pablo and Alfonso. And How old is Victor? Victor is, I think, right now 25. 25. Yes, 25. Andres is 19. Pablo 17. And Alfonso 16. So Lots of teenagers in that house. A lot. And it's all boys. And I know some of you guys, you will think, oh, my poor mom. Let me tell you, my <laughs> mom handled us the way she would handle. And she loved it. The whole ride. Oh, yeah. She, get, she, yeah. she had five boys who could like do whatever she wants them to do yeah. do the chores uh do outside uh yard work Lift it was heavy furniture yeah pick, and then now when we started getting taller get all the stuff like on the highest uh highest shelf but yeah my my four brothers i would say they're they're my four best friends to this day they i i was so close to them there was a time where we all shared one room so imagine five boys in one room yeah that was uh <laughs> a lot of fights in there a lot of tears a lot of blood a lot of uh sweat but it was it was very it was a lot of bonding let me tell you how good these boys are at sharing things <laughs> so when i first started dating eric they used to trade beds like every other night <laughs> they didn't they didn't really have their own room or bed half of your siblings things are in one room and half of them are in the other and you like whoever's not sleeping at the moment you just take their bed <laughs> it, it's something that was unheard of in my household but i it was a very beautiful culture shock for me but yeah <laughs> it's kind of amazing yeah we uh we knew which beds to take naps in which was like <laughs> which beds were great for napping and which beds were not um but yeah so then i i went to public school all the way up into eighth grade and uh and for high school my parents decided to take me to a, a catholic high school saint mary's it's the uh, oldest uh catholic high school in here in phoenix arizona so i personally think it's the greatest high school uh in our in arizona but others beg to differ not biased at all no no completely not biased you know <laughs> uh but there i fostered my faith even stronger and then at my parish st john vianney out in goodyear arizona uh, i went i participated in their youth ministry and years of just praying and and like changing my life and from sophomore year of high school the Lord was really tugging my heart um, to about priesthood, to to discern priesthood and and to pursue it and to fall in love with it. And I did. I uh, senior year of high school and my vocation story. I could uh, I, that's for another episode. But uh, senior year of high school, I got accepted to go into seminary. And thanks be to God, the the diocese thought I was some sort of good sort of. They saw something in you. Yeah, they saw something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they saw something. Um, and so they, they accepted me. Actually, on my birthday, on a, I, turned, I had just turned 18, and they accepted me to be a seminarian. And what I, a birthday present. The Lord was like, I want you, Eric. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, oh, it was amazing. It was a great gift. I was speechless, too. I was like, uh, Father Paul, who was, who was then the d director of vocations in the Diocese of Phoenix, 
uh, called me and he was like, well, Eric, you're accepted. I'm like, what, what, what? Like, <laughs> and I don't, yeah, it was just a great birthday present. I was just speechless and I was just so thankful to the Lord. And the next two, the next few years of seminary were amazing. I met some of the greatest men in my life um, who will continue to be my best friends. And whether I see them nowadays, like, no, but I know in my heart that they're praying for me and I'm praying for them. And that brotherhood that I shared with them in for two years, um, I wouldn't trade ever for my life. So for any young men who are thinking about priesthood, uh, it's worth it. Even if you don't end up being a priest, like it is 100% worth it. Where I haven't I, met a single man that has gone to seminary and discerned out that says, gosh, I, should, I just shouldn't have gone in the first place. They all get that it makes you a better man. It gets you ready for your wife, if that's the the vocation you're called to. Which, Eric? Yeah. What's so next? so two years. I was so actually I was in Columbus, Ohio, for seminary, and um, during my studies, I we, I went to the March for Life in 2019, and there I met a very beautiful woman, and I kind of just snuck up and just introduced myself and yeah after uh, after that she totally forgot about me I but did, that's that's okay because i snuck it was not into, the right time i snuck into her dms and no it wasn't to hit on her i was just trying to like she wants she was studying to be a canon lawyer and she was just like she she wanted to study that and for me uh I, I, I wasn't well versed in canon law. I didn't really know much about it. So I was asking her. She was she seemed like a nerd about it. So she, we started talking theology. And little did I know, she was from Arizona. And after that, I discerned out. And well, I, I could I could we I could explain that a little bit later. But I think I think that's where I'll stop and let Allison sure. introduce herself. Okay. 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 Yeah, go all the way back to the beginning. Um, I was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I was raised half of my childhood in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and half of my childhood I was raised in Phoenix, Arizona. I attended, for any Indiana listeners, uh, I attended uh, St. Charles Borromeo Catholic School for grade school and then we moved to Arizona when I was in about the third grade I think and went to St. Jerome Catholic School in Phoenix and then my parents moved us to St. Simon and Jude my eighth grade year. I met some of my very best friends when I went to St. Simon and Jude even though I was there only one year. Shout out to John Luke Fillmore, Megan Murphy, and Angela Tanner. The, we're, uh, we call ourselves Jam. Um, so after that, let me think, went to high school. I went to Borgate Catholic High School. And <laughs> no, boo, I loved Borgade. It was wonderful. I met more friends at Borgade that I would stick with me for the rest of my days, especially shout out to Olivia Spaulding. Uh, yeah, now, Spaulding. 
Oh, not, not Spalding anymore. anymore. That's right. Gilligan. Gilligan. Yeah, Gilligan. She like got Gilligan's married. Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of every time. She just got married this last year. And she's having a baby. And she's having a baby. Yes. Praise be to God. Yes. Yes. I think really soon, too. The last time I saw her. She yeah, was... so keep Olivia in your prayers. Yes, Her please. family's going to now become three. Yay. Family of three. And they live in Wyoming now. And we're hoping to go visit them at some point. Yes. So, Olivia, if you're listening, get ready. <laughs> anyway, um, now I coach cheerleading at Borgade, and I absolutely adore my athletes. I pray for them every day. I can't imagine life without them. So if any of them are listening, praise be to God. And uh, I just hope Whoa, they know that Whoa, you I skipped them. a very big chunk of your life. What? College. <laughs> No, I'm not there yet. I'm still in high school. Oh, oh you're still well, in high school? I guess I did say that. Yeah, you went from... cheerleading. But anyway, that was just a caveat. That's like a... That was a... a yeah, you know, finishing my... the, you know, the <laughs> yeah. story arc of your Borgade okay. years. Anyway, so then after Borgade, I decided to go back to Indiana for school. And I... Um, I attended the University of St. Francis in Fort Wayne on a cheer scholarship absolutely loved it i if i hadn't if the lord hadn't had a different plan for me i would have loved to stay there longer but um things happened and the lord was calling me to come back home after two years there i had wonderful professors there i was studying theology um i was studying a double major in philosophy and theology. I had um, my Latin professor was he he was like a father to me, and when my father couldn't be there because he was back in Arizona, and so I just I really loved my time there, and I was near family. My grandparents live out there. All my aunts and uncles on my mom's side, and my mom has eight siblings, and they all have like six kids or more. So I come from a very big big family, big family. And her grandpa (laughs) is one of 16. Yes. So they pretty much, the Titmans pretty much own all of Fort Wayne. Yes. And all of my grandpa's siblings had like eight kids or more, except for one, one became a priest Yeah, (laughs) and has no kids. But, uh, yeah, I have a lot of family there. You can't really It used to be when I lived there as a kid, you couldn't go to a grocery store without seeing a family member. That's how many family members and how small the town was. Now it's grown so much and and developed. And I think my family's kind of branching out a little bit, which is good because Fort Wayne's getting a little (laughs) small for my family. So I enjoyed that. Came back to Phoenix uh, a year before COVID, actually. Yeah. Uh, it was that sort of that same school year. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Because well, you I came guess. back 2019. Like, yeah. fall of 2019. And okay. then... Okay, wait, but I forgot a portion. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, my last year at St. Francis, I attended the March for Life with um, the parish that I was currently working for. I was working in Ottoville, Ohio, right over the border of um, Indiana and Ohio. And I had, was taking a group of kids um, to the March for Life. And while we were there, I had a good friend who was in seminary, Peter Lukaszewski, shout out. 
He's a wonderful friend of mine. And we decided to meet up to say hello at the march because we hadn't seen each other and it had to have been a year or two um, since he was in seminary. And so me and Peter met up and we were marching part of the march together. And I think Eric saw Peter talking to a pretty girl and came over and as me and Peter are conversating, reached in and said, hello, I'm Eric Ochoa, and introduced himself to me. And Peter goes, uh, this is Eric. Hi, Eric. <laughs> uh, it was, was very briefly. Funny. I had to go yeah. back to my group, but just had to make my mark. Like, somehow. <laughs> the Holy Spirit drove him over oh, to, yes. to introduce himself. And I was like, oh, okay. That was nice. He's cute for a seminarian. And then I, and then just I walked to, away. Just to tell you, I seminarians were allowed to wear their cassocks and their collar. Yeah. So I was like full on collar. I could have been like easily mistaken to be a priest. Uh, but yes. Yeah, I was like, okay. And then I forgot all about him until I came back to Fort Wayne. Or no, not back to Fort Wayne back to Phoenix from Fort Wayne to go to school. And that summer, Eric, like he said, he messaged me. He slid into my DMs about canon law. Because, uh, yes, I am a canon law nerd, and I did want to study canon law, and, and God willing, would like to study it at some point again, um, but both Eastern and uh, Roman canon law eventually. So, Ooh. but it was going to be hard because I'm really bad with foreign languages and you have to be fluent in Latin and Italian to even make it into the program, uh, for canon law at CUA. And then I don't even know what the stipulations are for Eastern canon law, but the Lord will provide if that's where I'm supposed to, supposed to be and what I'm supposed mm -hmm. to study. So, you can um, still be a nerd without having the degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. She has like three canon law books. I I'm do. Like what? Well, you can't read the book of the code of canon law without a commentary. So yeah, I have read, the code, yeah, and then I have lots of commentaries that I love reading. Um, but anyway, so I he he asked me about canon law, and I asked him if he wanted to get coffee to talk more about it. Because I hate texting. I'm very bad at texting. Uh, if anybody <laughs> knows me and has tried to get a hold of me to um, have lunch or something, I apologize. I'm just really bad at following through with plans. Horrible. Really Horrible. bad. So, but I, I invited Eric to get coffee and I responded in like point three seconds. Yeah, yeah, literally. I didn't even. He probably saw the the little message bar that the dot 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 before he he was probably already responding before <laughs> i'd even sent it anyway so that's kind of my story oh i came back to school here both me and eric attended the benedict the universe no benedict university, university at mesa at mesa for one year covid hit and um in my head an atomic bomb is going off because yeah. covid just kind of ruined our our school plans for a little while. We had to go online and I am a horrible online learner. As as bad as I am at messaging people, that's how bad I am at staying on the computer for any amount of time. So 
just online school was not working out for me and I was working to um to get money to move out and Eric and I were dating at this time and he had a job and so it was like yeah COVID really ruined um things for a little while for us but yeah so we uh so when we came back in 2019 fall of 2019 um we it was, it was normal. It was school was normal. It was, it was different for me just because I had two years of seminary and I was just, I had great professors in seminary. I were, I was with my best friends, um, Simon Ortiz, Noah Minton, um, so many great guys from seminary that I just, it was just, it was a brotherhood. And so when I came back home, I felt very lonely, even though I had a friend or two at the university I transferred to, it was still kind of lonely just because um, it, it was uh, all those experiences in seminary, I just, no one else had them and I couldn't, so I, I couldn't really, I don't know. I didn't, didn't feel in. like he could interact or like that he fit in. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't fit in for a little bit and, and it's, I'm not antisocial. I just, I really needed to take some time to like get adjusted back to like regular life. So I was kind of lonely. And actually I went to the library. I, I did this tradition of after class, after school, I would just spend in the library like an hour, an hour and a half, just reading theology books. <laughs> and, Specifically, what were you reading when I asked you? Okay. So one, one, one evening I went, I was in the library and I just started reading the Summa Theologiae for fun. I know, I know, no one really does that, but I, I, I really wanted to read the Summa for fun. So I started from, from the first page, and I was my goal was to like finish it from, um, from cover to cover. And Allison uh, invited me to go get empanadas. Uh, she kind of, she says she had pity on me because I was alone. He was so lonely every day. He would sit by himself and I would have to go over there and drag him into the group. No, I'm just kidding. I loved doing it, but you did look very lonely. <laughs> yeah. So afterwards we, I obviously a beautiful woman or the Suma. Look, I love St. Thomas Aquinas, but obviously this, the beautiful woman is going to win. And then Panadas. So I, I said yes, and after that, our friendship just kind of grew from there of just um, hanging out after class. Um, in the chapel. In the chapel a lot. We, we, I, I invited her to come pray with me. And if you know me, I, I, I like praying, um, but like to ask someone to like come pray with me intimately, like it was, that was really hard. Um, especially leaving seminary because I did that for two years with like the closest guy, like with my best friends. So I invited her and I taught her how to pray the liturgy of the hours. Um, Which I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, she's still learning. She's still learning. She can't, she doesn't know where to put the ribbons yet. No. Um, but um, we would pray. Hopefully don't die soon. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll explain that. <laughs> uh, so we would pray evening prayer every week and then afterwards for like a month. Uh, I'm like, man, this, I already hang out with her like all the time. And I really like her. She's beautiful. She's great. I'm getting to know her a lot better. And so I asked her to be my girlfriend. And um, I said, no. No, well, <laughs> no, she said yes. And then three days later, she's like, no, <laughs> never mind. Uh, 
we, but there is a reason why. Oh yeah, there was, it wasn't because I I was ugly. It was definitely we were not ready to date yet. No, neither of us were. And like for me, I had promised the Lord that I would go on a dating fast because, um, from my eighth grade year all the way up until my junior year of college, I had a boyfriend. I hadn't taken a break from dating. Even if I had multi, like different, different boyfriends at different times, I didn't take more than a month between each boyfriend. And I, uh, I needed time. The Lord was calling me to, to take time, just him and I. And so I, I promised the Lord that I, I was trying to take a year off of dating and that I, then I met Eric and that was really, really hard, but I did promise that the Lord, that I would finish this book that I was reading before I would date anyone else. And the book I was reading was by Jason Everett, Jason and Kristalina Everett. And it was how to how to find your soulmate without losing your soul. And I had been recommended that book by multiple people, but I was not much of a reader. I I to this day am very I'm a very bad reader unless it's something that I'm really, really interested in. And so I promised the Lord that I would read this book before I dated anyone else. And Praise be to God that he um, he gave me the strength to to do that, to finish this book all the way through before I started dating Eric. It was the best decision I've ever made. So ladies, if you're struggling um, getting yourself ready for your husband or finding the right man to be your husband, this book is amazing. And it helped me through a really, really tough time in my relationship with God. And I would highly recommend all women to read it. Um, ideally before you even start dating, (laughs) because I think it could have saved me a lot of heartache, but it's not too late. Read it now. It's, um, how to find your soulmate without losing your soul by Jason and Kristalina Everett. And, um, that's the reason why I told Eric, no, uh, in the beginning. I said yes, because I really wanted to, but I said no, because I knew that I had made a promise to the Lord to wait and to finish this book, however long that would take me. So I said no, uh, after three days of us quote unquote dating. (laughs) And then how long were we broken up for? A month. A month. <laughs> a month. And then I finished the book and then I let him ask yeah, me again. <laughs> I think she'd never read so fast in her life. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. It had taken me like three or four months to read half of the book. And then to read the other half took one month. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we started dating. And then two thousand spring of 2020, oof, that's when COVID hit. Mm, and yeah. COVID hit, it just changed a lot of things mm-hmm. and uh we kind of took a break from school we knew we couldn't as allison was saying we both were not uh well it was hard for us to learn and continue school online and i think that was like 
a majority of people. Um, it really takes a certain There's something person. something to that, though. There's something deeper about why that is, which we can get into in another episode. But I really don't think people were meant to learn online. No. Um, and so we, we took time off of school. We dropped out as you would say, (laughs) hence the name of the podcast, Dropout Theologians. Um, We're dropouts for now, but both of our goals is to continue our studies um, and and get our degrees. But just because we stopped going to school doesn't mean that we have stopped studying altogether. We, in fact, I would say we do more studying, more theological. We have... Um, uh, how would I say it? We, we study, we study more now than we would have in school because there's a, there's no need to study for a quiz or a test, an exam or an essay. Now it's just what we wish to grow in knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, we just find the books and we just start reading them and find videos and, and articles that. And we, we have very good mentors too that yeah, we can go to. Yes, we have a lot of great priests and 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 religious. people and religious and people who already have their theology degrees. So even though we are dropout theologians, the dropouts is temporal. Yeah. Whereas the theologians, we always strike and we, we always strive to strive to be theologians, and and that's why we thought dropout theologians was a great name but mm-hmm. now theology what what grew our love to theology well i think mm-hmm. our just whole faith journey we just fell in love with studying the lord and falling in love with him but also just wishing others could do the same mm-hmm. um whether they study as a professional degree or just study to fall in love with god we just want to help people that's why we both work in the church so i'm a youth minister and Allison is an assistant uh, director of religious art education, mm-hmm. and we both. Um, yeah, we love what we do, and um, I, I'll say that when I first decided to study theology, well, first of all, I I really just enjoyed it. I had no idea what I would do with my degree, but I just loved uh, knowing about the Lord and studying him. Um, but that was actually even before I, uh, I found him more spiritually. I kind of fell in love with, fell in love with God through the scholastics and learning about him. Um, and then I, uh, the Lord revealed to me, um, his heart through the East, uh, in Eastern spirituality. So when I was in college, I started, I came in thinking I'm going to get a major, I'm going to double major in philosophy and theology, but I didn't know that the Lord was calling me to study Eastern theology until it just happened to be that Uh, the only classes for theology that were open for me at the time were Eastern, Eastern Catholic um, uh, 
courses. And so I, I had no idea what that even meant when I started studying, but I, a door was opened for me, this whole new, not even a new world, but just this part of the world that I never knew existed. Or maybe I, I knew, but I had, I never knew what it meant. And it it's like meeting a distant cousin that's your age in your family that you've never met before, but you guys instantly click when you meet <laughs> and your family. So it's like even better and family never leaves. And so I was introduced to the Eastern Rite of Catholicism and our chaplain was a dual rite priest. And so he was very knowledgeable and very patient with me and answering all of my questions and helping me understand um, how to breathe with both lungs of the church. And, and I introduced it to Eric. So Eric, you can go from here. Yeah, I, I, when I started growing deeper in my faith, my foundation was Dominican sisters, a priest who loves St. Thomas Aquinas mm -hmm. and another teacher who had Saint, who loved St. Thomas Aquinas. So my, the theology that I grew up with was very Thomistic and rightfully so. Thomas, St. Thomas Aquinas was a great theologian and, and just mystic in the Western tradition of the Catholic church. So I, 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 I developed a lot of Thomistic, um, just sort of thinking and yeah. just fell in love with the West. And I've, and then I've discovered Augustine and, and in seminary, I was, I had, there was another Dominican priest and it was just a lot of uh, Aristotelian um, philosophy that they taught me in seminary. So rightfully so, like there was just a lot of more Western theology that I was learning. And then when I discerned out, Allison introduced me to the Byzantine, right? The Byzantine Catholic church. And, no idea what Eastern Catholicism was. I, I sort of knew there was something there, but I just didn't ever ventured into that, into that other side, that other lung of the church. And I will be honest with you, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it, not because it wasn't beautiful, because it was mis mysterious. And I had just pridefully, egotistically, I was like, I know the Western church. I, I just got down. I'm just getting used to the Western church, the traditional Latin mass. I just, I, I'm finally getting it. And then Allison just introduced me to a whole different side of Catholicism that I had no idea what, and I just looked like a fish out of water. I looked like <laughs> a fool, like yeah. in the divine liturgy. I knelt during the consecration. <laughs> yeah. So to any like Eastern Catholics, if you're cringing right now, I was that Roman yeah. Catholic who knelt during the consecration. Um, but I, it was, at first I was very like prideful. Like I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to come again. Like start all over. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. It was like the Lord was asking me to be a child again, to just yeah. learn how to crawl in my faith. Mm -hmm. when I was venturing into Eastern Christianity. But the second time Allison took me, she just told me, don't try to follow along, just experience the Lord through the liturgy. And when I finally did that, it was so beautiful. I, I wasn't trying to learn anything. I, instead of trying to be a student, I was just a child. Mm -hmm. And I was learning 
the Lord in a very different, mysterious way from the West, and I fell in love. And I'm still a Thomistic by heart, but I fell in love with Eastern Eastern theologians, Eastern spirituality. That that's why I think we really wanted to do this podcast. That you could still be a Western thinker, Western theologian, a Western. Roman Catholic. You can love the scholastics. Yeah, you can love the scholastics. You could love everything about the West, but you can still very much appreciate and 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 grow and, learn, from. and grow from the East. And yeah. Both sides, both the and Eastern Catholics could also learn from the West. And I think we're realizing right now in our church that there's a need for both. Mm-hmm. There's a need for both sides of the church to thrive. So that the church can learn how to breathe, especially in this world of modernism and so much, so much that we're seeing in our society that's evil, that's disordered. We think that that the, creates factions between us. Yeah, that creates factions both in society and within the church. We we, we thought if we made a podcast of just our experiences of what it meant to grow in both West and East, hopefully the church can learn how to breathe health in a healthy manner with both lungs, mm-hmm. both West and East. So we could guide the church um, to God. So we could, so the church could guide those outside in society to God. Yeah. So we can do our little part um, yeah. of just explaining it to other people. And then, and that's, that's what the Lord called his apostles to do so his disciples to do and we're just following suit and we don't have our degrees necessarily yeah not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily and we're always learning <laughs> and we're always learning but but that's the thing even even the most learned theologians who have masters and doctorate degrees they're never done learning and their their degree shows the people around them that they have taken the time to to study these things and to hold to it but at the end of the day they're never done even saint thomas aquinas um said at the end of his uh his summa that he wanted to burn it all he he said this is straw I don't know, even know why I wasted so much time on this because it doesn't even scratch the surface of who God is. And that we, if, if we're not at that point yet, we will eventually get there and everyone needs to get there in order for the Lord to, to really be able to penetrate um, their soul deeply. And so this, that's what this podcast is about. Our journey into theosis really. And, Uh, how we're doing that by breathing with both lungs of the church because we're in the we're in the process right now of transitioning rights to byzantine but we still work for the roman catholic church the roman catholic church will always it's like when you it's like when you leave your parents home to join with your husband or your wife your parents home will always be home and you'll always feel comfortable there, and you can always go go back there um, for for dinners and for for fellowship with your family and to see your parents. But uh, ye- but the new church, uh, the the 
the Byzantine church, the Eastern church, we have found that it's our home. It's a home that we want to foster our family. Mm-hmm. And likewise, we that's why we're transitioning. And we could explain later in episodes about our journey into like our whole discernment of switching rights and our whole discernment about getting married and, and our whole, everything. But we just really... This was a little introduction to us, the dropouts. Mm-hmm. And the next episode, we want to talk about the theologians, the theologians and who we aspire to be like, in whom that we always ask for their prayers when we study theology from both East and Western traditions. Um, and if you have no idea what we're talking about, like East, like... like what does like, Byzantine mean? Yeah, like <laughs> the East Coast, like... No. Um, we uh, that's, We'll explain those later, and hopefully we could have special guests from Eastern and Western priests to just explain what that means. Like I said, we're still learning. Mm-hmm. Like I could speak for both Alice and I. Church history is not our strongest suit in, in theology, but we, yeah, we're still learning, and we wish to, and we want to learn with you. And Yeah, we want to bring you guys in on our on what we learn that's the point of this podcast just to bring you guys in on what we're learning all the time and how we're learning that the church what we're learning about the church and how it's changing and maybe not changing and things like that so um there was one other thing i wanted to say oh yeah the saints that we're going to talk about in the next podcast are also the saints that we have asked to be our patrons for this podcast, our patron saints for this podcast. So we're excited to introduce them to you next week. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for another episode of the Dropout Theologians. And follow us on Instagram at Dropout Theologians. And on Instagram, we have a link to our website Mm -hmm. where you could follow uh, any... I'm currently debating and discerning whether I want to make lo-fi music. I am not musically inclined, but I want to for some reason. The Lord is like, Eric, you should make lo-fi music. I'm like, Lord, I don't know how to do it. But I really want to. I think it's going to, that would be really fun. And Allison loves writing articles about faith and just reflections. And you could read her reflections there. She already has one down about veiling. So are those, all those who women who are in in between whether they should bail at church or not. I think Allison wrote a beautiful article um, about just what bailing means yeah. for women. And I think, um, and I would drop out, I would drop some poems I write in the website. Um, yeah. I just wrote an, uh, a new one yesterday and I think I would love to share, mm-hmm. to share it with you guys. But please follow us on Instagram and share this share this episode with all your friends and your families be like hey here's these crazy dropout married couple that doesn't really know what they're doing but they're trying exactly and uh, if you relate to them at all yeah just give us a listen and please pray for us in in our marriage and and please pray for our families as we're praying for all you listeners yeah. Um, and like and subscribe to our uh, our Spotify channel. Yes, like and subscribe to our Spotify channel. It is under the same name, the Dropout Theologians. Mm-hmm. And also, what what else? I I feel like this is new to me, so I don't uh, know. Well, I know that we need to pray before we 
Yes, yes, but we're not forgetting anything else. Like, I don't think so. Okay, so let's pray. Allison? Okay. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, thank you so much for the gift of this day. Thank you for the gift of my husband, Eric, and the gift that he has been in my life. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of our family. I pray, Lord, that you bless it and, um, and allow us to have, have more children. And I pray, Lord, for anyone who is listening to this podcast, I pray that you hold them in the palm of your hand until we meet again. And we ask all of these things through the intercession of your Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, you guys. See you guys next time. Woo! See you next time. Have a great week. Thank <laughs> you.